Welcome in, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome. Welcome. So we're doing a little different this week. Um, my dad is currently out there in Tennessee. So um, we got to do it the by phone way. The old fashioned way, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, back in the old days when podcasts first began and, um, you know, people were probably just uh, calling each other and recording their phone conversations or things like that, you know, we're kicking it a little old school. Old school way. The only thing is that I really miss having the headphones on and having the mic in front. Yeah. that It's such a good feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Instead, I'm out here in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, looking at all this beautiful greenery sitting in my truck and uh, just kind of watching the town. Yeah. Making sure it doesn't go anywhere, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what? That's That still doesn't sound like a bad area to be doing a podcast in. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, these trees out here in Chapel Hill are amazing. They're, uh, they're just, they, they have such maturity to them. Yeah. Um, but the crazy thing is, is, like sometimes these trees will just fall. Really? And so, cause they get so saturated with rain and stuff like that. Oh yeah. yeah so, uh, so I guess the roots just come up and, uh, and they'll just fall. Wow. How so crazy. That they don't fall on your house. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, so last week I kind of mentioned how, um, my dad was going to be out there in Tennessee. So, um, you know, I kind of gave the audience a little heads up, Daddy-O. Um, but why don't you tell everybody what you've been doing? Yeah, yeah. Last week I listened. That was great having uh, having you and Desi on as a team and just kind of filling in. And, and uh, so it's kind of weird. So we we went up, so about a month ago we went up to Montana, right? Yeah. And um, and so we missed, we missed like two weeks on the podcast. Yep. Came back able to just do one and then had to leave again to come out here to Tennessee. So it's about a 2000 mile drive. So it takes about three days um, of hard driving. Yeah. And we brought our, brought our trailer out with us, which I'm grateful for. So we could um, just kind of dodge all the COVID stuff, you know, just be able to stay in our trailer, eat in our trailer and all that kind of stuff. And right. That, that worked out really good. Uh, but we're out here in Chapel Hill basically because my aunt, recently passed away uh, last month and um and my dad had passed away a little over two years ago and so basically i'm the last of it and so we had to come out here to clean things up so um i think i'd mentioned before you know that my cousin my second cousin called me up and uh and just basically you know said hey man uh your aunt Wanda's is dead and uh you got to come out here and clean up this mess <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> so not really exactly sure what he meant by mess. Um, yeah. You know, I now know what he meant by mess. <laughs> so we, we came out here and just had to basically, uh, you know, drive for 2000 miles coming across the country to Tennessee Yeah, and, uh, and get here. And this, uh, basically they owned, so my grandpa and my grandma, they bought a single wide mobile home on about a 13,000 square foot lot. And, um, and so that's been passed down, you know, to my dad, to my aunt. Yeah. And, um, and it was pretty funny because we found on both their wills, my dad's will and my aunt's will. Um, so they, they both made it around the same time that when I die, everything goes to Wanda. That was from my dad. 
and from my aunt, when I die, everything goes to Livingston Tomlin Jr., which is my dad. <laughs> and so um, apparently they didn't really think about it too much because they didn't realize that both of them were going to die. And, yeah. uh, and so now we got <laughs> clean up that mess. But the other big mess was this mobile home. She, um, my aunt was a, a major, major hoarder pack rat. She was actually a clean one. And I didn't realize that there's a difference between a clean hoarder and a dirty hoarder. Hmm. A clean hoarder is one that doesn't really leave any uh, dirty dishes in the sink, uh, doesn't keep trash around. Um, it's more of just they just like to keep stuff. Yeah. And, but they keep clean, you know, so like the bathrooms are clean, the toilets are clean, the kitchen sink is clean, um, but there's stuff everywhere. So she would have just one path to uh, get to each thing. So one path to get to her bed, one path to get to uh, the bathroom, one path to get to um, the kitchen, one path to get to the washer dryer, and everything else is just stacked as high as you can think of. So it literally took uh, mommy and I about five days to clean out everything out of this mobile home. And it stinks, you know, because, um, you know, they, they had, uh, basically they had a dog that would go potty everywhere. And then they yeah. also had a potty problem too because of their situation. Right. So my dad died of, we found out that my dad actually died of bladder cancer. Which, um, which if you've listened to previous podcasts and you know, like how I found out about his death and, yeah. um, but we actually got to see his uh, death certificate now. And so that's what he ended up dying of was bladder cancer. He had it for about 12 months mm. and, um, did, decided not to do anything with it, you know, just let it basically take his life. And so he had a bladder issue and then my aunt, um, would have to, uh, she, she had other issues. And so, um, anyway, those it was a mess, man. It, and it, we happened to come out here on the heat wave time, I guess. And so the average temperature was 95 and the humidity was about, um, any, like as a low humidity was about 80%, but usually yeah. a little bit higher than that. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a, it was a lot of work, man. That's for sure. And that was, that was the physical mess part. Yeah. And then the other mess was, um, just having to deal with this paperwork, which we're still having to deal with and yeah. just getting all that part cleaned up. Yeah, that's a tough situation to walk into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really interesting, man, because I, I wanted to share this before, but as you know, I just keep on going through this Proverbs challenge where I'm just yeah. reading the Proverbs every day. And and um, and then on the 13th of each month, I read this verse, and it says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Hmm. And, it's, and it just continues to um, just ring in my head on this, you know, about how a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, which is basically his grandchildren. Right. But like the inheritance that was left for me through all this has been nothing but trials, tribulations, and basically just uh, very, very difficult. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage the listeners, you know, no matter what your age is, you know, get your, get, get your stuff in order so that, you know, like get a trust, get a will, do these things. Um, because it's so important to have it set up so that your children or your grandchildren or your great grandchildren don't have to go through this. You know, I, I have this, uh, that we have this neighbor out here in Chapel Hill that's yeah. two doors down from us and they're going through the same mess and they've been going through it for about five months. 
and they're nowhere uh, near as close as we are, and they can't believe how fast that we're getting everything done. But I just know it's the grace of God, just knowing that we don't have the time to um, to be able to deal with this out here. You right. know, like we can't stay out here for months. We can only stay out here for a week. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, just, man, everyone, just get your stuff set up. You know, have, have stuff set up because a good man will leave an inheritance to his yeah. children's children, you know. And so, anyway, that's, that's one thing that, that, uh, that has been very difficult while we've been out here. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of something that you and mommy and stuff didn't really expect to have to deal with with any of this you know it was kind of like grandpa sonny passed you know you guys didn't expect anything you know from him basically yeah. I mean, you didn't get anything from him your entire life you know right <laughs> and yeah. then um the only thing that you guys got dumped on you was this mess you know yeah and it's yeah and so what we were kind of wanting to talk about today was breaking the mold. And yeah. um, so with with you and your situation, you know, you've you and mommy both have had to kind of just break this mold um, from this family lineage that you guys have had. Yeah. And so, you know, what I was kind of wondering is just what caused you guys what caused you specifically to break that mold? So, um, just a little bit of background. I, I know that like bits and pieces will always come out. Like as, as we're talking, I think as I mentioned, like in the first podcast that, you know, people will get to know you and they'll get to know me as, as, um, and get to know some more stories as time goes on. I know, you know, pastor in Springs Life Church that people got to know different things about me as, as they would come out and different messages and stuff. But, yeah. One of the one of the things that happened to me was um I think I was about four years old and that was about the time that my dad uh left, you know, my brother and I. And um and I'm not sure exactly the circumstances, you know, I know that there are always um you know, different stories. Like it's kinda weird. So as a kid, what you do uh is you, you get these different things made up in your mind or set up in your mind and and I think that you just kind of stay with those things like you, like when you don't have your dad around, um, for instance, like I'd always wonder what he looked like. Like I didn't even have uh, pictures really to see of him. So I never even knew what he looked like. And uh, so you kind of get like these different images going on in your head. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, that's one of the things here, hold on a second, but I'm going to switch over here. Okay. So that's kind of one of those things, you know, that I was having to deal with. Yeah. Um, so, so you get that, you get that going. And then as, as you're going along in life, you just kind of forget about that stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't until like 22, 23 to where I actually, um, <clears throat> you know, thought out, found my dad and, uh, and started, you know, building that relationship as, as I've mentioned before in previous podcasts. But one of the things that really struck me was, um, was how can somebody do what he did? You know, like that's what I would always think in the back of my mind. Yeah. 
Well, then when when you when you were in mommy's womb, you know when when uh, when mommy was pregnant with you, I kind of mommy and I kind of made a vow to ourselves to each other that you know that we were going to we were going to be different that that life was going to change from here on out. You know that the things that that we knew um, we didn't want to do, we weren't going to do. Like we we're going to do everything in our power to try to fight that. Yeah. And so then when you were born and I first told you, it was the weirdest thing because then I started getting a lot of anger, a lot of frustration towards stunning, you know, towards my dad. And the reason why was because when I was holding you and you were just so precious, which you still are, but you're so <laughs> precious. I just can't hold you. Like I held you then, you know, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're so precious that I just thought like, how can anybody ever abandon this? You know, like how can ever anybody ever leave this? Right. <clears throat> and I think that unfortunately that there's people that can, yeah. you know, there's, there's people that can do that in life where they just are just so self-centered, so selfish, you know, that they will just leave their children. And, um, and I just, I just think that no matter, and, and believe me, I know, um, I've been around, you know, people who have uh, been divorced with young kids yeah, and they still, you know, make sure that they see their kids right. as much as they can. And, um, and one of the things for Sonny was that he didn't want to have to pay child support. And, uh, and that's just hard to hard to fathom, you know, that, that something like that would get in the way. And, and I know that, you know, weeks turn into months and months turn into years and, and, you know, decades turn into decades, but, it's um, one of the, one of the things going back to the question was that you're asking me was um, you know breaking this mold. So, mommy and I just both decided <clears throat> that we weren't going to do that. And I really think that, and this is before that we were Christians, but I really believe that that the Lord knows those who are His. Yeah. You know, and yeah. um, and He puts that love deep down inside of you. And it's up to us whether we want to listen to that love or not. And, um, and I decided to listen to that love that God had poured down into me and poured it into you, poured it into mommy and, and just decided that, you know, um, no matter what, I'm not going to let anything get in the way of this family and not going to let anything, you know, um, cause me to leave, cause me to abandon, you know, cause me to, um, to do no, you know, to do destruction. Like that was my main goal was like, I don't want to make any more destruction in this family. Yeah. And it was time for it to be broken. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you basically witnessed what, well, you lived what life would be like without a dad and, or without your real dad, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you had a stepdad and, and, you know, that's a, that's a whole nother topic, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Because that relationship wasn't good either. And so right. you, you, you had a real dad, he left you and then you had this stepdad that treated you like crap basically. And, um, and then, so you like in your mind, you know, you basically, cause, um, I don't know for, for everybody maybe you're listening right now and, and, um, this is the first podcast you listen to, but, um, you know, my parents, they ran away when they were 18 and 17 
And so you had already made that mental mindset, that change in your head. When I was born, you were 18. And so, I mean, you're basically still just a kid, but you had already known the life that you didn't want to have. You know, you, you had already, you had already in your mind made up that this wasn't the route that you were going to go down and that you're going to turn that around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Because it's, it's weird because what I, I don't know, like this is, this is before I became a Christian, Yeah, you know, but talking with a lot of people, they would tell me that I had an old soul, you know, because, um, because of all the life experiences that, that I'd had and, uh, and all the experiences that, that mommy had had, you know, just, just drove her and I both just to decide that we wanted better, you know? And, and I know like the, for me growing up, you know, I know, I know that my mom did the best, you know, that grandma did the best. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, and, and, um, but I just, I just knew like, I feel like that each generation can get better, you know, like, like we often tell, tell you and tell Desi, you know, is that we want you guys to be better than us. You know, so we have changed this and now we want you guys just to continue to change it because there's certain things that, that we know that we do and that we've done, you know, that aren't good and you guys will recognize those things. And so then you guys need to break that. And so I think what happens is, is it takes a generation to start breaking those things, you know, not to be like whiny. And actually my mom broke that. Like I was telling uh, mommy some of the stories that, that my mom had to deal with growing up. And so she broke those things, yeah. you know, so she broke those things by moving out of Yuma and moving, you know, um, to a whole nother state, to a whole nother area not knowing anybody. And so she broke those ties and broke those curses. And so then it was up to me to continue on to break those curses, you know? And so now it's going to be up to you to break the next curses and it's going to be up to train Daisy to break the next curses and, so on and so forth. And I think that it just starts with somebody just breaking it and not being like, Oh, for me, this is my circumstances. You know, this is what I, I grew up in. So I'm just going to dwell in this and I'm just going to, you know, just, I, I hate that. I hate when I hear that, you know, because yeah. I have so many people that will come up to me and they'll be like, well, I wasn't raised as a Christian like you were, you know, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> I just laugh when I hear that, you know, because like, Oh yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, I remember, I remember this when, when mommy and I, when we first met again, I guess you could say, because we went to a uh, grade school together. Um, but when, when we first met again, I just gotten out of drug rehab. I was in there for, uh, for 90 days and gotten out. And, um, and basically my, my life at that time was all about just getting graduated, you know, not getting distracted anymore and anything else. And, uh, just staying focused on school I was working, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week, uh, for mom's, uh, grandma's grocery store. And, uh, and then I was going to AA or NA meetings, whichever one was available. And I would do that six days a week and, um, and just stay as occupied as possible. And, um, and so anyway, so I, I'm going up to one of these meetings and that was when I see mommy and, um, and I was like, Oh man, this is like the girl of, of my dreams. Like I just instantly knew like, <laughs> this was the one that I need to marry, you know, like I just knew it, like, okay, I need to marry her, you know? And so, um, so we, we just, you know, became friends. We just started talking and it really grew from a friendship and grew into more. But I remember us talking as friends 
like I remember her saying, like, I would, you would be the last person that I would think that I'd see in this place because I always thought that you had it so good. And, um, and the thing is that you learn, like you learn as a, as a person, you learn like whether you're going to, um, you know, just what do they say it, you know, like making uh, lemonade out of lemon, you know, you, you decide which one that you want to do, you know, do you want to be the bitter person or do you want to be the sweet person? You know, do you want to live in your muck or do you want to climb out of your muck? And, um, and so I've always been that one that doesn't like to live in the muck. I mean, that's just something that, that was installed into me at a very you know, young age. Yeah. I mean, grandma has told me different stories, you know, of that. And it's just, I just don't like to live in the muck, but you know, like I, I always like to look at the better, you know, like that's why I'm an encourager because I'm always looking at ways to encourage myself. I'm always looking at ways to encourage others. And, um, and with mommy by my side, you know, we just, we, we just both determined like, Hey, you know what? We're going to fight against all these things. I mean, you know, that we had to get counseling, um, for some things, you know, like with raising you because we didn't know how to do certain things. And so we sought out counseling on how to do those things, you know, because we just wanted the best for you. And, um, and that was all, that's basically been our life, you know, really. I mean, even still today, we still always want the best for you. We still always want the best for, um, Desi and for the grandkids. You know, we just want to, we want to make sure that this, these things are just broken. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've talked about as a family, um, many times just the, the generational like curses or, like generational spirits, right? That just yeah. kind of stay stay within a family from generations to generations. Like whether it's alcoholism or you know abuse or um, even being like like a workaholic type, right? Like yeah, <laughs> like we yeah. even talked about that. Like you know, for you, um, like with white mom, you know, she's. Yeah she's such a crazy go getter, hard worker, you know? And so she passed that on to you, you know, and and you're the same exact way, you know? And for me, it makes me want to be the same exact way, you know? And, but like, there's been times where I'm like, man, I think I should just get another job and just do this, you know? And, and you're always like encouraging me not to, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. but it's something just as simple as that that just gets passed on, you know, that you feel, and it's it's like an unexplainable feeling, but it's just yeah. within you, you know. And yeah. so, you know, it's just it's kind of like it's our job to set the new normal, right? Like yeah. we we need yeah. to set the new normal for our families just passed on, and it's just weird to think that you know, like people always talk about how um, just like what you're doing now is going to affect the future, you know, but the, what people don't really think about is, you know, is the future for like, not just yourself, you know, it's, it's the future for your entire family. You know, it's, it's this whole entire legacy that you're leaving behind and training up, you know, training up your kids and they're, their kid, your kids train up their kids and, and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is kind of crazy to think about like, um, with grandma, for instance, 
one of the things that she uh, was her drive was to get us out of poverty. You know, like she didn't want that poverty mindset anymore. And she's really driven at home, you know, which is awesome. And it took a lot of sacrifice on her part. You know, I remember when she got her real estate license that um, she was an assistant manager at the grocery store and then she was doing real estate as well. So she was doing both because she wanted to get out of the poverty, you know, didn't want that poverty mindset anymore. And I think that it really has um, passed down, which is awesome. You know, I mean, we, that, that thing is just, is just getting broken. Yeah. And I I think think that, go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. No, go ahead. (laughs) I, I think that this is the hard part with us. Not I know, right? <laughs> yeah, because normally we can just look at each other and be like, "Oh yeah, you go." <laughs> but all I was gonna say was, you know, just talking about that poverty mindset type yeah. deal is that's something what the country is really struggling with right now. Yeah, you you can like all these generational curses, you know, like um, just the. And not saying that there is not racism, right? But that's a generational yeah. curse is the racism. Yeah. Like you yeah. you being out there in um, Tennessee right now, you're seeing it and you're saying, yeah, racism is still very much alive here. You know, like yeah. they literally have a, a monument built for the KKK leader there right. in Chapel Hill, right? Yeah. And so you're yeah. like, this is crazy, but... You know, being out here in California, that's kind of something that's already been broken. You know, like Mm -hmm. we have a very mixed um, diversity out here with with all different kinds of people. So for us, it's not as big of a deal. You know, like we don't we we don't necessarily see the racism firsthand like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, different areas around the country, it's still very much alive. Right. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things, one of the, the, the key things for us on this trip was, um, down to Proverbs 24, I think it was 20, 23, 24, right around there. And it says this, it says, if you faint a day of adversity, then your strength is weak. Yeah. And I think that it's so important for us to remember that when we're breaking these generational curses. You know, because, and I think in that same chapter, bud, I think it actually says that, um, you know, that a righteous man will fall seven times, but will continue to get back up. And so I think that the important thing to remember is, is that you can't faint even though when things get tough. In other words, you can't give up when things get tough. Mm -hmm. Like you can't be that weakness. And then the other part to remember that is that there are going to be times where you mess up, where you fall, you know, like. Like, uh, say if, um, if the, these strong curses that are passed down, you know, that you're continuing to break, there's going to be times where you may fall back into that, yeah. but then you realize it and you get back up and you yeah. continue to break that curse. And yeah. I think that so many people, like, I know a lot of people that have had problems with drugs or had problems with drinking, for instance, or gambling, you know, or, or, um, uh, sex, you know, pornography, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, they'll, they'll mess up once and they'll be like, Oh, I messed up, you know, forget it. I'm just going to give up and just go back to doing drugs or go back to drinking because they, they messed up one time. Well, a righteous man will fall seven times. So that means that a righteous person, like somebody who does right, who's a good person who does these things, 
is going to, in fact, fall. You know, yeah. like, like we're, we're not always going to be perfect, you know. But <laughs> yeah. the point is, is that you get back up and you don't faint, you know, in the day of adversity, like you don't give up. And I think that, you know, for our listeners, I'd just like to encourage you all, you know, just to make sure that you don't give up, you know, that you don't faint. There's been times where mommy and I, I mean, literally, like when we first showed up out here, you know, we both just wanted to walk away. And, um, and we knew that that wasn't right because we had to clean up what this, um, the curse that this family has done out here. We had to clean this up and we had to break it. Mm -hmm. Like once we got everything cleaned out of this house, mommy and I spent time in there just breaking these curses, just praying over these curses, breaking these curses, you know, asking for forgiveness for what our family has done out here, you know, cause that's important to go before the Lord and ask for forgiveness, what your family has done to others. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't, you don't have that, that, I mean, they, they may not have that option, but you do, you right. know, and it's not like that you're going to make them right before God, you know, because that's between them and God, but you can go before God and ask for forgiveness for what your family has done in the past so that that curse doesn't pass down onto you. You know, so we spent time doing that. We spent time forgiving, you know, forgiving my dad for, you know, abandoning me, forgiving, you know, my grandpa for the way that he uh, led, you know, and, um, but in the end, my grandpa really made it right, you know, with, at least he tried the best he could, you know, gave his life to Christ in the 70s, you know, turned his life around, wrote out his memorial. I actually found uh, parts in his Bible you know, where he had written out his memorial. I'd heard about that, but uh, going through his Bible, I actually found some parts where he was like, I want to make sure that this is in, in my memorial, you know, and he wrote, you know, wrote out the scripture and the, the stuff like that. So that was really cool. So he tried to make it right. But the problem was, was that it was so thick into my dad and so thick into uh, my aunt and so thick into even in my grandma, they're just so vain, you know, so vain. And, you know, it's, that those curses need to be broken, you know, and I'm thankful that I wasn't raised with that. You know, I really am. Yeah. But, you know, um, but you can't faint in the day of adversity. You know, you just need to keep pushing through. You realize that there's something that's going on. You push through it. You know, you ask the Lord to break those curses in the name of Jesus. And then you fight through it, you know, with every fiber that you have, because, you know, a good man will leave an inheritance to his children's children. And that's not just having to do with money. You know, yeah. that has to do with the way that they live. That has to do with the respect that they get. That has to do with all that, you know, and we've been fighting so hard while we've been out here to, um, to break that, you know, to, we've been talking with the neighbors, we've been giving away stuff, you know, we've been bringing life back into this place because Satan, he wanted to steal this life that was out here and yeah. God wants to bring life. And so we've been fighting against that and just bringing the life back. And that's, that's what you need to do, you know, and that's what we need to do as a country is we need to fight to bring life back. You know, like, like these things that are going on, it's, it's stealing life. It's taking life, you know, it's, it's bringing down the, um, the, um, you know, not necessarily the pride, but it's bringing down the, the good juices. You know, it's like, like people are starting to get down on themselves. They're starting to fall into depression, you know, like they can't get through this. Like everybody you talk to, even, out here is still, you know, having a difficult time because, you know, it's just Satan is trying to steal the life out of everybody by, by causing all these different things. And these are curses that need to be broken. Yeah. And, um, and so I just try to encourage everybody just, if you, if you have, if you see things or, you know, things that have happened in your past, you know, that happened to you or that happened to your parents or that happened to your grandparents, 
you know, just go before the Lord and just ask for those things to be broken, you know, and just continue. Like, don't faint when it gets tough. And it's easy. Like yesterday, you know, you know, that was a, just a really tough day for mommy and I both. We just both wanted to just quit yeah. and just walk away. And, um, and we can't, you know, we just need to keep on fighting because God gives us not the spirit of fear, you know, and, and timidity, right. you know, he wants us to, um, he gives us that sound mind, you know, he gives us that, that strength. And so you need to call on his wisdom, call on his knowledge, you know, call on that sound mind so that you know what to do. And, um, and I think that's all about breaking that mold, you know, mm-hmm. God will guide you. He will direct you. And, and he did this even before we knew him, but he knew us, you know, and that's yeah. the cool thing about Christ is that he knows you. He was there when you were formed in the womb. He knew you from the beginning. Even if you didn't know him, he still knew you. And he's been watching over you and he's been loving you. And now it's time for you to turn to him and go to him and, you know, and go to his love because he loved you first. And now you need to love him back. And once you start loving him back, then things just begin to come together. These molds end up breaking and, um, and you're able to force through and just uh, feel his love feel his peace, you know, feel his sound mind, even in this crazy, crazy times, you still get that sound mind and that peace, but you need to go back and love him because he loved you first. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, man. As it's funny, like, um, you know, well talking, listening to what you were talking about, just like with the country, just in general, you know, um, we're watching that show that Madam secretary right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, it's a cool show. And they're they like uh her like assistant I guess the um the the Secretary of State's department puts out like this ten year or fifteen year outlook on how the country is gonna be like so this was set in like twenty thirty. Like this is where the country is gonna be at twenty thirty. And mm-hmm. so the guy like reads all through this book and he's like freaking out. He's like, I was up all night and he's like, I'm so worried about where the country's going to be in, <laughs> in 10 years or whatever, you know, or 15 years. Yeah. He's like, I, I just can't stand it. And, you know, and so like, um, her, uh, what's it called? Her, um, gosh, what her, her other girl that works for her, yeah. she, she comes up and she's like, talking to him and she he knows that he's all freaking out you know so she's like let's let's go out to dinner you know so she goes out to dinner and and she tells him she's like you know when we were kids we didn't have fire drills we had nuclear bomb drills you know like where every every week or whatever we'd practice getting under our desk for a bomb going off you know because this was the time of the Cold War where they thought that there was going to be a nuclear war. You know, everybody thought that this was going to happen at this time, yeah. you know, and yeah. and everybody's wondering, how are we going to bounce back from this, you know? And she's like, and look where we're at now, you know, like they're they're talking about just these different treaties and stuff that they're getting going with these countries that, you know, with Russia and China and having these relationships that they never thought they would have had, you know, at this time countries that they're at war with, you know? And then, so it's, it's like right now we're going through this probably one of the worst times America's seen 
probably since 9-11, basically, I would say. You know, 9-11, yeah. everybody was really broken. And, right. you know, and we went to war. And um, we lost a lot of soldiers and everything like that, you know. And so the yeah. America was broken, yeah. um, but they were getting behind something, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like right now, it just kind of feels like there's nothing to get behind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We got this COVID. We got all these riots. We got this racism, yeah. you know, coming up. And and so there's all these different things that the country's dealing with. And, you know, we're all sitting here like, man, what what is the country going to be like in 10 years? You know? Yeah. <laughs> thinking, yeah. thinking about it again, like, how bad is it going to be? You know? And it's yeah. just like, America's going to bounce back, you know? Like, yeah. like. It's all about, like, if everybody has the same mindset, you know, of just like you're talking about, if you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is weak. If everybody gets rid of that mindset, you know, fainting in the day of adversity, like right now, yeah, we're in the day of adversity. So it's time, it's time for us as Americans, you know, to turn around, you know, and and to not, we like, just like you're saying, you know, as Christians, and, you know, one one thing that I really wanted you to point out, which you did um, with this, is that, you know, you broke this mold before you were even a Christian. Like, right. you, you already had that in your mind, you know, like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a Christian to break this mold, you know, and yeah. people just think, like, oh, well, you know, if we have no Christian leaders or anything, like, this country's just going to go to crap, you know, like yeah. no, nothing's good's yeah. going to come out of this, but there's, there's good people. There are good people that um, can break these molds for us. And we got to yeah. have faith in the Lord that he's right. going to appoint them there. You know, he's, yeah. he's going to make these changes. Like it all comes back to God. And just like yeah. you had said, you know, God, you felt, you felt, and we know, because his word tells us that he already chose you, you know, before yeah. you even chose him. Yeah. And so it's just, we just got to have the faith, you know, the, the faith in that is, is big right now. It really is. It really is so important, just like you said, just to have faith in, in the Lord, knowing that, that the Lord is going ahead of us, you know, um, Let me just let me just pass on this encouragement here because I know that you and I can get into long <laughs> conversations about this, yeah. um, and and I know that our our time is short. But let me let me just pass this along. This morning I was reading in this book and um, and it was talking about Moses and Moses. Um, you know Moses was was like a friend of God, right? Like he he would always hang out with God, always be with God, like going from the very beginning when, uh, when the Lord showed himself to him in the burning bush. Yeah. And, um, and, and this book points out, like it wasn't until Moses actually turned to the bush. So when the Lord actually spoke to him, you know, so it wasn't really until he turned his attention over to the Lord. In other words, like he saw this great thing going or this weird thing going on, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, wow, how can this bush be burning and not actually burn up? You know, but it wasn't until he actually gave all the attention to that to where the Lord could finally speak to him. Mm. 
And, um, and so I think, you know, so you see these, you see these signs, you see these things that God is doing, but it's not really until we give our attention to God to where he can actually really start speaking to us because we're distracted and we have other things going on. Yeah. So Moses gets to see this. Moses gets to see, um, the Lord doing all these signs in front of him, you know, like those 10 signs that he did, Mm -hmm. uh, in front of Pharaoh gets to see the Red Sea parted. And then, and then the Lord tells them, you know, like, okay, I want you to go here and I'm going to send an angel ahead of you. And remember back then, and we, we don't really get to see this as much and I don't really know why, but back then the angels would make such a presence that people would think that they were God. You remember they'd bow down and worship them and, and the angels would have to say like, don't worship me. You know, I'm not God. Right. But that's how strong their presence was. That's how strong, strong the angel's presence was. And so God tells Moses, like, hey, I'm going to send this angel ahead of you to, um, to clear the path, basically, and to do all this. And, and so, so we have to remember that knowing that an angel was going to go ahead of you was significant. You know, that would be like, dang, that's awesome. You know, like somebody like, is just going to go and clear the path for you, like having like all these huge tanks just going in front of you. Yeah. You know, and you just being able to walk in the middle of those, you know, that would be like an angel going in front of you. So, but for Moses, that wasn't enough for him. You know, he was like, unless you go with me, I'm not going to go. And mm-hmm. it wasn't because of, you know, like of him being afraid necessarily. It wasn't a, a, a matter of like him not knowing that God was going to handle that. But it was a matter of they had become such friends. You know, they had such a deep relationship that Moses wanted to make sure that God was going to be with him. And I think it goes back to us right now. I was like, we need to, and so when I was reading this, I just kind of started, you know, thinking about that song, you know, that show me your glory. Yeah. Like, show me your glory. <laughs> you know, shine down from heaven. I want to see your face. You know, that song. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what we, that's what we need to do is we need to see God's glory in this. Yeah. We need to see him shining his face in this. Because when he shines his face on us, then we shine our face on others. Yeah. And that's really about breaking the mold. Yeah. You know, is that once we have his reflection on us, yeah. that automatically breaks the, breaks the mold. You know, in this world with all this hate going on, with all this, you know, uh, chaos going on, we need to cry out to God and say, Heavenly Father, if you're sending us here, we need you to go with us because we want to see your glory. We want to see your face shine down upon us because mm-hmm. this is the Bible says, you know, about how the water reflects the, uh, the face, right? So yeah. does the heart reflect. And so as God shines down his love on us and as he walks with us and as he takes us through each one of these things, then at that point is when we can really begin to break these molds we can really begin to break these curses. We can really begin to break all those things that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation because his faith is shining down on us. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's kind of what we, we wanted you guys, you audience, you being the audience just to kind of think about this week is just what kind of molds, have family members in the past maybe passed on to you that it's your turn to break, you know, yeah. what do you, what yeah. do you want the new normal to be for your family? And, yeah. you know, that's, 
that's that's really it you know <laughs> yeah dude yeah and this is um one of the other things that mommy and i have been doing is, is there's that song um that was written by elevation and i can't ever remember it but it's taking out a numbers uh 624 through 26 and so i want to read this to you guys um and it's actually i'm going to read you verses 23 through 27 it's usually 24 through 26 but it says this it says, speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. And that's passing down the inheritance. You know, yeah. that's passing down the goodness of God from generation to generation. Because he says, speak this to Aaron and to his son. So he wants this spoken over and over and over again. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And that needs to be said to children, to the children's children, to the children's children's children, and not so on and so forth. So, you know, if you guys are thinking about what needs to be broken, you know, some of these things that have been passed on, you know, just start speaking blessings over your children. Start speaking blessings over your children's children. Start speaking yeah. blessings yeah. over and over again. Yeah, I know that's one of the things, like, in those uh, those power of the praying dad or praying mom mm-hmm. or grandpa or anything like that. Like, that's that's where it all starts, with, with prayer, you know, and, yep. and crying out to God and just letting those requests be made known, right? And... Yep. And uh, just allowing him to go to work. That's the yep. cool part is we have a Lord that goes before us and that handles the things just like what Moses was asking for. He's only asking because he knows that's what God does. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. He comes yeah. in so and he, true, he handles it for us. Yeah. So, yep. well, Dai, thanks for joining me from out there in Tennessee. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to getting back and having those headphones and mic on. So yeah, probably next week we'll have to do it by phone again. But then after that, we'll be back in action. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Well, you ready? Yep, ready. Okay, remember, remember guys, guys, in the midst of, life, midst storms, of life storms, we are always better together. Better together. <laughs> a little <laughs> off, you know. There's a little phone delay, <laughs> but we love you guys. Yep. And we'll talk to you again soon. Love you all.